Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. All right, everybody. Happy Wednesday. You know what Wednesday means? It means we're close to the weekend. I don't know what I'm doing yet this weekend, but I know I'll be out doing something. Might be a bike ride. I think I might be able to squeeze one last bike ride in before it gets too cold. Or I'll be out hiking. I know I'll be doing something. I'll be having some fun. Today's question comes from Bill from Buffalo. Buffalo Bill. How do you like that? I didn't make that up. Anyway, Bill asked about emergency fire starting techniques. Papa Bear, you've never covered this, but it is something that intrigues me. I know that starting fires on while backpacking isn't as common as it once was, but I think it's a skill we need to know for emergency survival. Couldn't agree with you more, Bill. It's something we should have with us when we're whether we're day hiking or backpacking, we should have some sort of method of starting a fire while we're out there for survival purposes. When we look at what our 10 essentials are, that is one of the 10 essentials, some sort of fire starting ability, whether it's a cigarette lighter, some matches, there's a number of things you can do. On that note, I have with me a special guest today, somebody who is a bit of an expert on this. Maybe we can go as far as calling him a pyromaniac, maybe? I like that. It's not a bad term. You uh, used to like to play with matches in the backyard to the point where we set up a fire ring for you. Do you remember the one time when I was little and I wanted to start a fire with a 9-volt battery and some steel wool? I remember so I that story fondly. Yes. Yeah. I came to you. I said, let me get this 9-volt battery. I go down to the basement to where we kept the steel wool. And... I have the 9-volt battery in my right hand. I go to pick up the steel wool, my dominant hand, right hand. Next thing I know, I have a bag of fire in my hand. I'm probably about 12 at the time, and I don't know if I've ever panicked quite so much as a child. I ran to the – threw it into the driveway, grabbed the hose. I didn't really know what to do. Felt horrible about ruining so much steel wool at once because this was a really big bag of steel wool too. Well, steel wool is cheap enough. I think it was – the price was worth the story, John. And by the way, I didn't finish introducing him. This is my son, John, my youngest son, who's also an Eagle Scout. Um, yes, John, it, the, the story made the price of that steel wool because it's not expensive. The story was worth it. I've gotten so many laughs over the years from that story. And you had such a great sense of humor about it once the panic went away. When was the last time you even saw a 9-volt battery? That's a technique they used to teach all the time. Growing up, I mean – in Boy Scouts, we had our little manual and everything. It was right in there, 9-volt battery and steel wool. But I can't tell you the last time I saw a 9-volt battery, so I wouldn't say that's a reliable fire-starting technique anymore. Got to consider what times change. We don't have cell phone batteries we can take out of our cell phones anymore. So a lot of what you may have learned as a child probably isn't as applicable anymore. Some old reliables that I still like, though, flint and steel. You bring a pocket knife with you backpacking, I'm sure, right? You know, John, on that note... You worked out at summer camp. You taught wilderness survival to younger scouts. You graduated. You turned 18, 2014. Um, So your scouting career was behind you at that point. But you you talked about the 9-volt battery technique to start a a fire. You talked about cell phone batteries. We can't take the batteries out of our cell phones anymore. And that's what I'm saying. A lot of what we learned, not useful anymore. Got to give up on them. But what is useful, stuff like the flint and steel, an old reliable technique. Matches, they make waterproof matches. To be honest, they kind of suck. Don't buy them. Buy the regular matches, keep them in a dry place. There's places that you have on your backpack, you know this, they're going to stay dry. You have stuff that's waterproofed. Um, Bring in an old lighter. 
people really give up and stop caring about the easy fire starting techniques. If you're backpacking, you're going to have these things on you, I assume. Well, lighters are mechanical. Matches could get wet. I oh, like the less mechanical methods. That's why I said got flint, the flint and, steel. and steel. Tell us about flint and steel. Well, for those of you that haven't seen them before, it's really this rock in a way. It's a brick. One side of it is a striker with a little piece of flint on it that you scrape the knife across and it sparks up. The other side is the, well, the other side is the steel, right? It's the magnesium that you're scraping Magnesium, off. thank right. you. And what you do is you get a lot of that, you scrape a bunch of it off, and then you can spark it up. starts off pretty hot, so it's good for even starting fires in wet conditions. It's honestly always been one of my favorites for when I'm not using a match or a lighter. Um, as well as that, you, you got to think, bringing a fire starting kit with you isn't just what's actually creating a spark. It's bringing that dryer lint with you. It's bringing those dry pine cones. Maybe you're backpacking at the wetter time of year. Maybe it's the winter. You're not going to be able to find stuff that's going to spark up so easily. And sometimes bringing just a little dryer lint with you will make the difference in your fire starting kit. Well, as a kid, John, when we brought you on backpacking trips, non-scout trips, one thing you always made sure is you were prepared to start a fire. And you would say, you know, is there any dryer lint I could put in my fire starting kit? So you had multiple methods of starting a fire. Is that correct? That's true. And I know a lot of people listening to this probably aren't cleaning out their dryer lint as much as they should. So it's very easy. Go to your dryer right now. Scrape it off. Probably got loads of that stuff ready. Um, there's also other more advanced methods that I would recommend practicing more before you actually try to do them. Flint steel you could figure out pretty easily, but something like a bow drill. For those you don't know, it's basically the you grab a couple sticks and rub them together technique. Um there's no way you're going to be able to figure that out on the fly. Now, that's a cool method to learn, but as far as its practicality, like I said, you got to really learn it first, and not everyone is up for that challenge. Yeah, you, know, you you talk about you got to learn that. I would, I'm thinking even with the flint and steel, 9-volt battery, any alternative method you're going to use for starting a fire other than striking a match or a lighter, you need to experiment with this and work on it before you get out there, before you're in an emergency situation. Oh, for sure. Um, do not, please, do not go out, buy a flint and steel, and immediately take a backpacking with no matches, no lighter. Uh, even if you're bringing it as your emergency, what use is an emergency uh, item if you don't know how to use it? I mean, why even bring it with you if you can't use it properly? Right. It's like bringing a map and compass and not being able to read the map or use a compass. Yeah. I mean, lose the weight at that point, right? Um, I don't know. People often overcomplicate how to start a fire. It really just, like I said, boils down to bring something that's easy to light up, such as dryer lint. It's my favorite one because what are you doing with dryer lint? Otherwise, you're throwing it away. Take it with you. Have an easy time starting that fire. Or maybe you have a pine tree in your yard. Gather up some of those pine cones. Save them, or not pine cones, uh, pine needles. Save them for when you're going. Uh, and those are really great source stuff for starting a fire. Because if it's middle of winter, I've seen it plenty of time, you're going to be able to find sticks, no problem. But finding the really small stuff, that's where you're really going to run into some issues. And I'm glad you, you bring that up because even if you are able to get a spark, you you need to know next how do you take that spark and create a fire from it. It's not enough to just be able to get oh, you the spark and... You need to you need then to be able to create the fire. Yeah. Um, I would assume that a lot of people listening to this have created a fire before, but just in case some of you haven't, 
you really, a lot of people who haven't started fire, I've noticed will go straight for logs. Logs are great. You need two, three of them, keep your fire going, but you really don't need, and by logs, I mean stuff that's thicker than your arm. You really want to grab majority of stuff that's going to be thinner than your arm. That's where you're going to get a lot of your fire starting from. It's where you're going to get your heat. That's going to catch those logs. That's going to keep your fire going for a couple hours. Um, and you need a ridiculous amount of that stuff for your fire to really get going. Uh, if, and if anything, I'd rather not be able to find logs and not be able to find the sticks I need. Uh, doesn't matter how wet the stuff is. If you can get a small fire going, it's a lot how you structure your fire. It's You want your flame to have somewhere to go. You don't want to suffocate your fire. You want to ha- leave your wetter stuff around the outside, give it a chance to dry out from the flames that are there. It will in time. Keep feeding it small stuff while that stuff's drying out. It will catch as long as you keep feeding it the smaller stuff. All right, we hope this is helpful, Bill from Buffalo, or Buffalo Bill as I'm going to call you. Because when we look at our list of 10 essentials, and every new backpacker looks for that list, those of us who backpack and hike, we have it in our head or we go over it. Having fire starter gear in your kit, we all have it, but knowing how to use it, that's another story. And just one more little thing I want to touch on, and we know about this one, John, and this is very common too. A cotton ball with some Vaseline on it is a very effective way to get a fire started too, right? Because the Vaseline burns hot. That was always one of your favorite ones. Yes. I'm I'm lazy. I skipped the prep work. Uh, Yes, that is a much more effective way. Mm -hmm. And it holds up pretty well for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, it doesn't even take that much prep work. I was just a lazy child, if Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. And the other thing that I've done is the candle stubs. When candles get burned down. Uh, they're not, you don't use them in the house anymore, but there's still a little bit of a wick. There's some wax. They make good fire starters too, again, because the wax will burn longer and it'll give you that opportunity to start to set up your fire and build your fire. Have you ever started a fire with a lighter before? It's yeah. not as easy as you no, think. No, no, it's You're not. holding that lighter to some sticks and you're just really struggling to get something going because maybe you can even catch a little piece of kindling to small stuff on fire. You're going to really struggle to, you know, get it to light anything else. So I love the candle idea because that gives you that consistent flame. It allows you to keep working. Maybe you have a little bit of failure because, you know, maybe with the fire you're not succeeding on your first chance of lighting it. But with that candle there, it gives you a longer chance, Mm -hmm. more time to work around it. Um, Another mistake I see a lot of people make, they'll use stuff like cardboard, which lights up pretty easily, but you're not getting a hot flame from. So it might burn real quick or paper, right? It burns fast. It's done with. But you didn't catch anything else. The next thing you know, you used up all your easy to start. Well, we know from so. scouts how many times we've seen, especially young scouts, gather up a bunch of leaves and throw them in there and light them on fire. Yeah, it looks cool. You got a, a nice little quick burn flame. Uh, but then it goes out. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't last very long. It doesn't get hot enough to start the wood, to get the wood burning. I'm, uh, I'm pretty grateful to have these skills, I got to say. Every time I go to a friend's house and they want to have a fire and they're struggling a little bit, I love to jump right in there. Uh, rearrange the sticks in a way where I have the small stuff because you don't need your logs or even larger sticks on top of the fire. The key purpose, get them dry, uh, keep them near it. You can re-move, you can move stuff around a little bit while it's burning. If something's not, you know, directly in the fire, use some common sense. It's hard to explain this fully of what I'm trying to say, but be willing to have your fire be a little more dynamic as it's going. It's not like you're setting everything up in the beginning and letting it burn. Right. You have to be prepared to be feeding the fire, right? And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have a bunch of 
stuff of all sizes. Even if your fire is already starting to burn the log, still have small stuff on hand. I've had plenty of times I'm playing cards with friends, maybe we're drinking, and next thing we know, the fire's going out. Throwing a log on there isn't going to get it going again, unless, you know, there's a really hot bed of embers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, you know, you're having to work the fire a little bit. So when I think of like starting fire in the wilderness, it's not just so much of the actual ignition like people might think, like the flint and steel. I struggle with that question a little bit because for me, the ignition is the least of your concerns when starting a fire. Because like I said, you have ways to keep things waterproof in your backpack. You can bring matches. You can bring a lighter. You can bring a candle wick. But the real issue is actually having the skills to build a fire. So I really implore everyone. Uh, outside of a backpacking situation, find a safe way to have a fire, an approved area, and uh, practice with it. Have several fires. Be comfortable with it. Don't plan on cooking your meal over a fire if you've only ever made a fire a couple times in the past. Right, John, that was all great information, and thanks for sharing it with us. Uh, everybody, I just want to remind you, go over to, if you haven't yet, go over to Martin Outside. I did put up a YouTube of how to get free or recycled stuff sacks and ditty bags. And the offer's still out there. Where's that at? Uh, it's on my YouTube channel, Martin Outside. And if you buy my book, Switching Gears, leave a review and let me know about it. And we verify that you left the review. I will send you a personalized, recycled Papa Bear Hikes ditty bag. Yes, one of my recycled Ziploc bags. With, a, with our logo on it, and I'll even personalize it. I'll put it on if you want it to be a first aid kit, electronics kit. You just let me know. But buy the book, leave the review, and get your free ultralight ditty bag or stuff sack. Make sure you visit the website. We're making a lot of changes with our Patreon account, and we have some upcoming changes to our format. While I have your attention, I just want to reflect back on we're going into our – we're finishing up our second year. We've done over 300 episodes I just want to give a special thank you to all the people who have come on here as guests. I want to thank all of our listeners, all of our Patreons. You guys have been great. I've had a couple of interviews the last two days where I just have felt such gratitude to have the opportunity to do this podcast. And I, I'm hoping to continue doing it for several more years. But again, go over, check out the YouTube, buy the book, leave a review. Be like one of the cool kids out on the trail and Get your free Papa Bear Hikes ultralight ditty bag or stuff sack. Everybody, get outside. Have some fun. Don't play with matches. And if you're going to use steel wool, don't hold the steel wool in your 9-volt battery. In the same Thanks area. for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, PapaBearHikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book. Or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.